special announcement, so much so that I'm just going to record this right into GarageBand. Apologies to our amazing producer for the low quality, but this is a high quality announcement because we've got some exciting things that are happening in the multi-site world and with this podcast right here. Uh, the first thing in, in the multi-site world, we are having a multi-site student ministry summit coming up at the end of March. Registration is going live for the Multi-Site Student Ministry Summit this Friday, this Friday. So check it on out. Uh, it's multisummit.org, multisummit.org. It's happening at the end of March. It's going to be an incredible time. Some phenomenal speakers. Justin Herman from the Controlled Chaos podcast will be one of the speakers there. And Justin Herman will be on a future episode of this podcast. We are recording with him, and we've got some other amazing guests coming down the line, uh, including our good friend from Orange, Mr. Reggie Joyner. So, some exciting news. Stoked to share that with you guys. Now, let's roll into this week's episode on social media. Hit the theme. Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site ministry. My name's EJ Swanson, I'm joined by my good friend. Hey there, Joe Crab in the building. And unfortunately, we're missing our other co-host, Kim Schuler today. She's not yeah. feeling so great, but um, we'll be praying for her. And we're also joined by our amazing um, tech, worship, media. Sound enthusiast. Yeah. Trevor Callis. We're so thankful for him making yeah. us sound good every week. We've been out without a full deck here for a while. You were out for a little bit yeah, last little. week, uh, last couple episodes here, and then Kim's out, but we've had some great people in the studio with us. Amen. Ben Hickson and CT. Trev hopped in. Yeah, that was cool. I episodes. loved hearing that. Yeah, giving us some wisdom as he's served in many capacities here throughout the year, including as a small group leader. But hey, it's good to have you back in well, the swing of things with us, EJ. I'm thankful to um, maybe get to jump in a little bit further in this discussion today. Um, tonight, tonight, today, doesn't matter. Doesn't it all matter. blurs together. Man, it's point. been a long day already. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about social media, in, yes. especially in the context, obviously, of student ministry and youth ministry and multi-site. And there's so many facets to that. You know, asking and answering questions about um, when do you post? How do you post? What platforms are you on? What type of account do you guys have? Universal account, individual ministry accounts, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing, um, you know, just a singular multi-universal account? Yeah. Because some churches are, and um, we'll talk, I'm sure, a little bit about how that hasn't really worked for us, but yeah. we've wanted to, um, you know, have that more individualized. So we'll dive into that. And as always, if you have any questions, make sure you send them into us. We'd love to answer them, you know, on social media or even via email, phone, those type of things. We'd love to connect. Yes, please do. It's been awesome connecting with many of you guys already throughout uh, the, since this launch of this podcast, whether phone calls or Facebook groups or messages or DMs and everything in between uh, and learning alongside you guys and growing with you guys. There's a lot of exciting things coming up. We're going to have another of our first official like video guest here. Uh, 
uh, our next episode, our, our friend Justin Herman from the Controlled Chaos podcast. Thankful to have him. Yeah, it's going to be hopping in where we talk about some leaders training. And so um, there is a lot going on and a lot for you guys to connect with us on social media. So let's just tie it all in there together. Yeah, let alone the like <laughs> launching back into the school year and yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Please follow us on social media, yeah. uh, Multi Multi Podcast. <laughs> so. I love it. Well, Joe, let's um, let's kind of touch on right off the bat. We, we even joked a little bit as we were talking about different types of accounts and how we structure our social media. And I know at, at Woodside here, we actually have put together uh, a resource, a ton of time into a social media guide, yeah. as well as um, we take social media really serious, right? Statistics would say that um, this generation, Generation Z, and um, the generation that's a little bit, you know, uh, above them is spending anywhere four Those to six, yeah, four to six hours a day on a digital device, whether it yeah. be their phone or computer, and um, we've got to be there to reach them. So yeah. within that, what what overall platforms are we using? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good question. So currently, so for student ministry, uh, I'll talk from this campus and I'll kind of uh, break it on down from there. Uh, we are, for our middle school ministry, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and then for high school, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we have a combined Spotify account uh, in which we post our, our playlist. So we do them by semester, actually. So like fall, like the fall school year, we'll okay. put together a, a playlist for both Oasis and Wake, our middle school and high school, respectively. Now, is that music that you'll hear in the services? Is that music that you guys just think is awesome and students should be some, listening to? some bangers out there. Yeah. Um, so we primarily do our worship our worship playlist, like okay. our set, list. but we don't do weekly um, because it, you get a larger pool um, because we do a lot of the same songs throughout. Let's say we do like 12 songs throughout a semester, um, 12 or 15 songs throughout a semester. Um, you know, you might get 25 students who'll follow that playlist where if you just did a weekly one, they might just tap in and it gets a little, it gets a little much. To it and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I follow you. But, um, but we have begun doing some playlists that are just like, other type of playlists. So we've done playlists before that are just like different worship songs. We don't wouldn't sing in a corporate setting um, in a large gathering, uh, but they're great to listen to regardless. And so we put together one of those playlists. We put together, um, we actually had all of our staff and interns put together a playlist. That's awesome. Um, as part of something we tied in with social media of like getting to know like interns and staff members because we've had a few new staff members. So it's like, hey, here's some fun facts in their Insta story. And also here's a link to a, a Spotify playlist that they put together. And so that's, really um, cool. so that's some of the different stuff that we've done there. But that's what platforms that we are currently on uh, in regards to social media. Now, I'm currently looking into as well of starting up a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, because students spend a ton of time. Gen Z, that is the number one social media. I guess a lot of people yeah. don't think of YouTube as being Place social. Place for media consumption. Yeah, that, that students are on. Uh, even just asking our students, they're like, oh, yeah, I just watch videos all day. Like throughout the summer. They would just, like when they were bored, they would just mindlessly wow. watch video. Everything from slimes to fails to conspiracy theories to everything else. Have so. you thought about, um, as you're diving into YouTube, getting on Twitch at all? No, I mean, some of our students obviously are. Right. Um, and everything, but... I think it would be interesting to explore that. That is an inter like thought. What would it look like if you were on 
Twitch. I've thought like I'm not friends with any of my f students on. I'm, I'm a PS4 guy. Okay. Uh, and I'm not friends with any of them on like PS4, but. Maybe I should be. Maybe I just don't want them to see how much I actually play video games in certain seasons. I love that. <laughs> well, I know that, you know, we talk about the primary, especially for uh, high schoolers. And let's start there because yeah. I think in our context, we're a little bit, I wouldn't say looser, but we're a, a little bit more engaged with our students as high schoolers between Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Can yeah. you give me a, just a quick breakdown as you know, Joe, if, if the listeners don't know, I love your social media strategy. Thank you. Just what you're doing with yeah. that. And I know you're strategic about that on each of those platforms. Yeah. So what type of things are you looking to share on Instagram? Yeah. What type of things are you looking to share on Twitter and then looking to share on Facebook? Yeah, for sure. So for Facebook, for both middle school and high school, Facebook primary audience is parents. Uh, we have some students who are on there, especially as they get into high school. Uh, Facebook has kind of in some regard become like email. Yeah. Uh, everyone has one. Uh, they know they need to have one as they're applying for a college or getting jobs because that's where recruiters are looking at and so on and so forth. But primarily it's parents. And so our content on there, you know, you're thinking about, hey, signups, message blurbs. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple of other things that we've put out there. We've even used Facebook before and we've sent out our parent email as a reminder for them to check their parent email uh, that that's gone out and everything. So yeah, just uh, duplicating over it. Yeah, and then photos and then updates and everything from that um, generally work work well. So like when we're doing our mission trip, our retreat and everything, uh, again, that's where we, where we push parents okay. to go to because we're, it's difficult at times to like know you're gonna get a solid internet connection to send out that video uh, that we produced well and then edited and then sent it out to all the parents to hear how retreat night number one went. Whereas we're like, Parents are really hard about the quality of production. No, they just want the update. They just want the update. And iPhones, as they get better and phones get better, it's easier just to quick Facebook Live and then to share that video. So Facebook, primarily parents. Twitter for high school. I like to say, keep Twitter weird. Uh, Twitter <laughs> is a weird space for our students. Our students, when they're engaging in there, it's memes, it's retweets. Uh, subtweets. Yes, yeah, subtweets. <laughs> it's just like silly stuff. Yeah. Um, and so our Twitter is probably just that. like. There might be some info out there, but it's more like inspirational and just like silliness. And like, you're, you, one of the things I've seen you do too is interact with our local schools yes. and school districts. Yep. So you're tweeting about football games, great job to this team. Yep. Hey, we're praying for this player, you know, all those type of things. I've seen you guys use that as a tool to interact with schools, which I absolutely love because not only are the people, our, you know, our kids that are interacting, our people seeing that, but the greater community, it's almost an outreach. I love that. Yeah, so it's been sweet. We've done some partnerships with various schools throughout, and a lot of schools, whether it's the actual school, their their fan club, their uh, their student section, uh, whatever, they're on there. So yeah, it's a good opportunity, especially when you see pictures of your students, like to retweet what the local high school is just doing when like four or five of your students are especially in there. Um, it's been it's been cool, and so as we partner with them, it is a great community outreach because a lot of them are still use are, are using it, and so and then Instagram, it's. Uh, 
it is a mix. Stories have helped in so much because we talked through that before stories came out, like that tension of not just using Instagram as promo because we would do that fun little dive into the numbers when it was a promo piece, uh, right. just a stagnant graphic. You'd get like 60% less engagement on that post. Whereas when it's just like something with students, like an actual thing from that night or a review or a recap, whatever it might be, um, or a promo, hey, fall retreat's coming. And it was not the fall retreat graphic, but it was a picture of a bunch of students at fall retreat, you know, engagement went up 60%. So let's just, let's just pause there for a second because then what you're saying is somebody's gotta be shooting during those events or during yeah. your services in order to not be obtrusive or obnoxious in the setting, but also capture those moments and those memories, whether it be for promo or even just producing content. Yeah, 100%. The number one problem that people have when it comes to social media is not having content to post. Got it. A lot of people have something they want to say, especially on Instagram, like, oh wait, kickoff is coming. Oh wait, we're meeting up. Oh wait, we're doing the can of food drive, all that. And they just don't have a good enough photo. So they just do a scour, they put together like a, you know, a Google image of a canned food drive. Like, hey, here you go. Or like they, um, again, they find just the, the, the graphic image that they're using for promotional material. It's like, like find three or four students, like, hey, listen. Do you have any? Go to the canned foods, like go to Meyer, grab some canned food or a grocery store, uh, grab some canned food, send a pic, you yep. want to put it up there. Or like just do it yourself. Like, yeah, because that's. Go I, with your wife or go with your buddy and do it. Yeah. Right. And you reference this even in the social media guide that we were talking yes, about. That social yeah. media tells a story and we get to be a part of that story by engaging students and leaders and our parents, their families um, on a daily basis. And daily is what we're shooting for as much as possible. Yeah. How are we engaging? And you know, we ask the question all the time, how are we adding to that story? Yep. And because of that, um, you're doing that on Facebook, you're doing that on Twitter, you're doing that on Instagram with, yeah. with again, the engagement increasing with live pictures. Yeah, and that's where, the nice thing is that with Insta Stories then is that it's that's actually a nicer spot and you get a higher amount of views on a story than you would get likes on a on a photo. Sure. To go ahead and put your, um, your graphic image, your formal promotional image on there. Because again, just like, uh, like a Snapchat, it's only there for 24 hours uh, and, and so on. There's a bunch of different features obviously you can mess with with Instagram and putting it on like that archive on your on your actual profile page right. and so on but that's a better that's a better space for it uh, and sometimes even doing it both put something on your story and you see this is why students do this when they say like my recent because the Instagram algorithm, you're not always seeing it, but yep. you will see their their story. And some people are like me, we're like, I want to look through all of them. Uh, so if I don't have you muted, I'm going to look through your story. Right, right. And so then again, what is it that you're driving them back to? So when you're posting on your story, what is it that you're driving them back to? And that post, again, it should be telling a story and not just promoting an event that you want them to be engaged in. Got uh, it. Because it should talk about your community, who you are, not just what you do. Love that. Oh. You know, Joe, one of the things we found here is that each of our campuses have independent social media um, accounts. Yes. Yeah. So we've, we made the choice a few years ago when we really got serious about this, that each campus was going to have a social media account. But within that, they were going to be somewhat identical. Can we say that? Um, yeah. Meaning like- There's for, some uniformity. Right. Um, so for our middle school ministry, it will say, 
Oasis and then the city that yeah. it's in, right? Yeah, so for uh, example, so this is really good because I'm glad you brought us back to this. So uh, for us, it's Oasis Troy, Wake Troy. That's what it is on any of the platforms. So if it's Facebook page, it's Oasis Troy, Wake Troy. Instagram handles, at Oasis Troy, at Wake Troy. Yep. Um, now, so same thing. Oasis Pontiac, Oasis Farmington Hills, Wake White Lake, whatever it might be. With some of ours, because they run a combined model, which I think this is good for people to hear because some similar setting. They combined have, meaning junior high and senior high, just to yep, clarify. Yeah, they're both together. So what's that umbrella of marketing or branding that we have? And what have we done there? And so we just call it Woodside Students. Okay. Now, they still use the Oasis and Wake moniker for their, their campus itself when they're doing an Oasis specific event. So they're doing just a middle school event. Um, they use it as Oasis. Uh, their gathering is their Woodside students gathering. So our Plymouth campus does it on Sunday evenings. That's Woodside students small groups. And so if they were to have an Instagram handle, which they don't, but if they did, it would be um, WS Plymouth. Got it. Because Woodside students is just too long. So yeah. our Royal Oak campus is WS Royal Oak uh, because they have a combined mm -hmm. model. Got now, it. Programmatically, again, they're still part of the Wake Fall Retreat, the Oasis Winter Experience. Um, but that's just another caveat to help create uniformity, but also contextualize it for those specific campuses. But they all say things like, for the longest time, all of our bio bios for like middle school was right. your friendly neighborhood middle school ministry. Yep. Um, they all had, like, generally speaking, when an event's coming up, we'll share a, uh, a, a customized link for that event, and that's in all of our bios. Let's talk beyond customized link. Let's talk customized hashtag, because I know you have yeah. a strategy on that for events that repeat year after year. So our mission trips, our uh, weekends away, retreats, those type of things. Give me a little strategy there. Yeah, so generally speaking, a lot of people like to throw on a, a year onto like the retreat that they're doing. So it'd be Fall Retreat 2K18 or Wake Fall Retreat 2K18 or 2018, whatever it might be. Uh, we decided probably now four or five years ago to do it where it's just generic. So it would be Wake Fall Retreat. No year, just always Wake Fall Retreat. And the reason is, is now we're able to look back throughout the years and see those stories right. and see those posts and, and so on and tell a story holistically um, throughout the year. So some of our students, like, they've loved it. Their senior year, they're looking for a TBT post. Yeah. They're able just to go to Wake Fall Retreat and they can search through the couple of hundred pictures on there. And so um, that's that's where we always, we've done, and always check your hashtag too, by the way, oh, when you're man. getting ready to do it. you Because the point of a hashtag is to generate content so that Searchable content. Yeah, so searchable, searchable content. Yeah, so if you're just doing Fall Retreat, spoiler alert, there is a hundred plus other churches who are also doing fall retreat right so it needs to be something that's simple that's why we just do wake fall retreat um, and something that you can look at and see those other students post or they can see your post and vice versa so yeah that's kind of the the reason what we do that for our hashtags is that i love being able to go back and search ws hope week and see the last three or four years of hope week photos that's really cool we yeah. even use that as just a way to engage new students and show them hey this is what you can expect these are the type of things that you're going to be involved in i've loved talking to students through that too yeah joe tell me a little bit about um creating the social media guide that we have. A lot of churches yeah. have um, brand guides, they have um, you know, 
different pieces through their communication teams where it's this is the color and this is how you can use the logo. We took that a little bit of a step further mm -hmm. and created a social media guide, not only for our teams, but for all of our student ministry uh, folks. And we share that with leaders and, yep. and things like that as well. So yeah. break that down a little bit. Yeah, 100%. So I love social media. I love social media. Um, and I've been on it and avid on it for, for years. Some of you who are listening to this hate social media, primarily because you would say you are, quote, not good, end quote, at it. Uh, and so we have people like that on our staff as well. There are some of our people on our staff who love social media um, and, and they love interacting there. It just comes natural to them. They connect well on there, so on and so forth. Um, and others who just like, this is the bane of their existence, yet they understand the importance of engaging on it with students and parents and so on. So with that in mind, uh, we kind of took you know, stuff that we had formulated throughout the years and kind of uh, formalized it in a social media guide. It's a, a tips and best practices. And so it covers everything that we use. So from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, the large email service that we use, uh, Spotify, even covers Snapchat right. um, on there as well. And so it just gives everybody on our team across the campuses just tips and guidelines say, hey, on Instagram, here's here's some tips, here's some tricks. Hey, use stories in this way. Uh, check your spelling, check your hashtag beforehand. Uh, same thing with Facebook, as well as, hey, when they're getting to that point, because some of our campuses don't have certain platforms, like only three of our campuses are on Twitter. Uh, most of our campuses are on Instagram, but some are only on Facebook. But let's say they're like, hey, we're at our point, a lot of our students are now on Instagram. Uh, because some of our, one of our campuses, their students aren't on Instagram. Right. And they're like, but well, now they are. Okay, what do I need to do to launch an, uh, an Instagram uh, account? And now they're able to reference that, do it, and they'll follow all the guidelines that have been established. So their account name will be the same. Their, um, their avatar, their profile image will be the same. They'll be all set up and be aligned across the, you know, across Woodside because of this guide. And so um, if you want it, I'll send it to you. It's been in the DYM hopper for about nine months now, uh, waiting to, still awaiting second edits. Uh, so waiting to get that, uh, get that put up there, but would love to, to share that with people. And it's editable, able to be used um, across the platform. But it does, it just, it sets standards, guidelines, best practices, everything is from, hey, check your grammar, to uh, to what not to do, yeah. what to be mindful of. What you should be looking at before you post. Yep. You gotta come up with a plan. What do those things look like? Um, you know, these are, these are dynamic platforms, but they have dynamic purposes within them. Yes. And because of that, you have to be paying attention to what you're doing. And as you're doing it, you have to leverage the tools that you have on hand. Yep. You know, 100%. Joe, Joe, I think one of the things that we've run into is not all of our parents are fans of social media. Very true. Because honestly, there are a lot of uh, crazy, wild, scary things, not only for us, but for parents as well. And we've made the choice at times to promote, to not promote social media. What have you found works best in that? So I think the, the main tension is with middle school parents okay. uh, because of just the, this age coming from an elementary to middle school mindset. Big jump um, there. And especially with the parents of a, like a 
first time sixth grader. Uh, and so I think it's just we've, we've learned throughout the years of how to best um, set the parents up for success. We talk about that orange principle of wanting to partner with parents. Uh, and sometimes when you're overtly promoting social media, um, and their parents don't allow them to be on social media, then you are not helping them to honor their mother and father. Uh, and you are creating an additional tension within the home because you are, even though you could sit there from stage and say, hey, just if mom and dad say you can't have it, then don't have it. Well, yet still not, that doesn't resonate with the sixth grader. They're still going to use it to leverage their argument of like why they should have it. And so I think being mindful of how adamant you are, even the games that you play. Uh, we no longer do games for middle school students that involve having to have a cell phone. Okay. Because we used to, hey, text a, a text off. Right. Is an awesome game to do, but it instantly alienates the kid who's not allowed to have a cell phone. Mm. And so we're all about saying, hey, we want to create a place where you're loved, you belong here. And then we said with that game, you don't have a cell phone, you don't belong here because you don't get to engage. That's so good. Everybody else. And so that was a tension for me, right? Because like, I love those games. Those are some awesome games to do and get everybody up and engaged in it. Um, to, but they realize you're not getting everybody up and engaged in it because there are some who are now just sitting there and they're reminded of the fact that like, nope, this is not for them. They're already feeling alienated at school because all their friends have a dope iPhone and they don't. All their friends are on Instagram and they're not. And mm -hmm. now they're at church and it's the same thing. Right. Now, the same is the same note. We know that students are on it. And so, yeah, you know, we have banners up in our hallways that say follow us on social media. Um, when we did tie-dye this past summer, you know, we told students, hey, you know, share pics with us of your tie-dye shirts. So, like, that's a part of the vernacular. You're just oh, mindful of how much pressure and how much... Um, essentially like spotlighting you're doing on that. You don't, that's not the main thing. Right. So that's not make it the main thing. Sure. That's so, good. Yeah. What do you think um, about the, just the overall thought of how teenagers are interacting with social media right now? Is it the primary way they're communicating? I know it's a big question, but maybe just narrow the thought. Yeah. I mean, very much so. I think the difficulty for at times, even for us, uh, as we're looking to communicate with students about what's going on is that like, I could have the best social media plan and strategy. I could tweet stuff out. It's on Facebook. I emailed the parents. I set right. up a text reminder for parents and now for students. It's on Instagram story. It's on Instagram post. And I hit every mark along the way. And I still get a student who's just like, oh, wait, when is that? It's like, awesome. So like, it, it's tough because they are so actively communicating on it all the time. Snapchat and Instagram and YouTube and all these things are watching. But you're like, okay, well, which one should I focus on? Um, and even that idea like, hey, I feel stretched thin at times with what we're on. Uh, like Twitter this past season has just suffered for us. Got it. Um, but that's just because like seasonally, but, just hasn't been much to, to post. And some of it's like, hey, we really want to ramp up and focus some stuff on like Instagram and everything to really clarify that. So I think like as you're thinking there, yes, students are on multiple platforms. You have to know your students. I love that our guy from Plymouth knows that his students aren't on Instagram. Yep. So he's not putting his effort there. So what is it that your students are on um, and, and how, direct your focus on there as you first begin? Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that we both realize that like, 
it's important to be on there uh, for many reasons because students do engage on it. Students do watch, they do like, they do listen. Uh, and for some students, it does remind them of what's happening and what's going on or it shares with them, hey, you're part of, a part of this, you're part of this community. Uh, but nothing still beats the power of a personal invite yeah, like text, Di directly texting that student okay, and so calling I, them. Or, I yeah. was actually thinking of that question, and I want to ask the, that question. And then from that, I want to go in and just talk about a little bit about the apps that we use, yeah. the things that we're going after. Yeah. Would you rather text a student or DM a student? Oh, I would rather text a student. You would. Yeah, I just think there's the stigma, even though it's a funny one, of like sliding in someone's DMs. Got it. That like I feel like it's I awkward. Need to, I, it, it's awkward. Now, like, all right, uh, we've we've collectively now personally, I'm going to text a student if I have their number. But our ministry accounts have DM students before when so, we like, don't trying to get info number. for like our seniors because we were monogramming their gifts, and yep. so we needed to know their middle name. So like. We, we messaged a bunch of them and everything, right. but yeah, I prefer a text. Okay, good. No, that's good to know. We just put it out there. I, know I don't need it, pastor slid into my DMs. No, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things I know, um, one of the apps that we use is Hootsuite. We use yeah. Hootsuite um, on a multi-site level because at a lot of our multi-site events where everybody's combined, we'll have one person take over everyone's social media account. We'll get everybody's login and yep. we'll post different pictures and stuff like that. And that's been a strategy that's worked well for us. We even vary, you know, okay, this is the same, uh, the same text, but we're posting three different pictures to vary that some. Yep. So we're using Hootsuite for that, a pro account, obviously. What else are we using as tools for social media? Yeah, one of the best tools I would say, so like here, we'll kind of like tear it out. When it comes to um, specifically, a lot of people use WordSwag. Yeah. Uh, WordSwag was like first on the scene and like youth pastors everywhere rejoice when they found it. Um, so WordSwag was huge. Then Canva, uh, which is a web-based photo editing software that gives you some like templates and everything that you can use. It's a subscription-based service though, so you have to pay monthly. Uh, WordSwag is just like you buy the app, I think you have to buy it five bucks, right. which is like 25 bucks on iTunes, but regardless, <laughs> you know, uh, find that gift card lying around That's somewhere. Right. Uh, and which Canva is really sweet. It kind of it kind of dumbs it down. So if you're not like savvy in graphics and everything, uh, it really helps you. Um, and then the the best one that I've found that we just started using this past summer is called Easel. Okay. So E A S I L. Same thing. Subscription based service, and they have got hundreds and hundreds of templates that you're able to use. Uh, so let's say I'm doing a, a flag football tourney. Yeah. Right? I could use their flag football template. But the nice thing is, and this is similar. Canva has a similar thing on it too. Um, everything's customizable, everything is editable, um, and then I can go ahead and I can, you know, I can make a screen graphic, and then I can say duplicate it as an Instagram story, okay. and it automatically resizes everything wow. that I just made, so now it's an Instagram story. That's great, huge and time saver. Huge time saver, and again, everything's customizable, so it's like, hey, I can put in photos from a prior event uh, in the, as that backdrop thing, and it cool. does it adds effects, it does all this stuff. So those are the things content-wise. Right. Um, I've been messing around with Buffer, which is similar, similar to Hootsuite yeah. uh, as well. But those are, those are some of the, the content 
generators or creator things that we have we've used. Yeah, so. I know we we've used um, you know cut story to um, chop yeah, up you videos guys and that type of stuff. stuff as well. Um, we've used Unfold, okay, uh, which you know kind of sets up uh, just a really good template for stories and stuff okay. like that. That's worked well. You can insert text and move things around. And the other one that I was using a lot for a while was called Resize for Story, where oh, I would okay. get the you know the normal size picture, but it wasn't really resizable yeah. for a story. So it'll blur things out or pixelate things. That's been good. I think that was a dollar ninety nine nice. app, and it, it's worked really well for us. I know that if we're not on social media right now, we're losing. Yeah. There's just no question. Yeah. And um, the more we can be on it and interact with our students, the, the bigger the win. Yeah. Joe, if you've learned anything over the last three, four years about social media, what's the one big takeaway, especially in light of multi-site? Yeah, in light of multi-site, I would say to leverage the gifts of your, your team um, and, and again, eliminate excuses as to why you're not on it. Uh, and so for our team, what you said is true. Some of us are great at social media, and so we created that social media guide. And that social media guide, some of our guys just give it to a volunteer mm -hmm. or an intern. So now they are set up for how to use it and like best practices to follow. So if they don't have to worry about this person's running all over the, the, the board, they're just able to... Um, they're able to, to know that the content's gonna be good and they're following everything that they're supposed to be following uh, and they don't have to worry about it. Right. Uh, and then again, some of our guys, I think of Matt out at Lake Orion, his wife's an amazing photographer. Right. So he's got photographer like built in. So he's got great content. So good. So I think you just have to be intentional and you have to give it that, that intentional effort of like, hey, who are those people in my context who like, they love this and I can give it to, to them. As I think about starting up a YouTube channel, I already know two or three of our students who would love to help create content uh, and just dream up and be a part of that whole process. And so it's like, okay, like I don't have the bandwidth to do that and I don't have all the ideas to do it, but they do and it'll be beneficial to have them on. So I think leveraging your, your team um, and, and, and really just seeing, like making the intentional effort for it. Um, and the last one, just again, being mindful of how you're partnering with parents with it, because although Facebook's our primary audience, let's say for like for parents, um, we have parents who are Instagram. Right. So they're still engaging with us there. Um, they're still watching what it is that we um, post or what we interact with as well. So like, just be mindful of that as what well. like, always exercise wisdom and discernment um, and realize that you are, because you hope to, reaching an audience farther than you, maybe you understand at that time, so. Yeah. Joe, yeah. I've loved the insights you've shared. I think the biggest takeaway for me in this episode is the ability and um, just option for people to um, reach out to you and get that social media guide. Yeah. What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, just go ahead and email me. Uh, if you DM any of the multi, multi, um, podcast stuff. I run their social media as yeah. well. So um, message us on any of the multi-multi-podcasts. So let's just that. Just, great. And that's message a, me on any of the multi-multi-podcasts. That's a great way. Joe, so. thanks for the insight and things yeah, brother, that you've thank shared. thank you. You know, um, again, everybody, we say this almost every time. The vision of this podcast is really to equip churches um, who are entering in or already in this multi-site space. And because of it, um, we want to learn and we want to share what we've um, gone through, what yeah. we've learned so far. So if we can serve you in any way, maybe something's um, just glaring. You're like, you guys have got to be doing this on social media and you didn't talk about it. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. Fill us in. And if there's a question that you have, we'd love to answer it too. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an awesome day. God bless you guys. We love you. God Bye. loves you more. Bye.